Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 38. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, activating destinies, awakening dreams. We want to see you become all that God's created you to be and become fully engaged in everything that He has for you to do. Well, it's going to be a very unique and very special program today. I'm going to be talking about my 25 years of marriage. In fact, I want to share with you three keys that I have found to be so important. Looking back on 25 years of marriage, let's get started, everybody. I believe you're going to enjoy this. Well, I'm so excited today to share with you really from my heart And uh, this is going to be a little different maybe than any program we've done before. But before I jump right into that, I want to just say thank you for being with us on the program, episode number 38. It really seems like yesterday we launched this podcast, and man, here we are at episode 38. And this episode is especially unique and special to my heart because uh, just in a couple of days, my wife and I are going to be leaving on a very special vacation celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary, and it is going to be a great time. I'm blessed beyond words to have Sabrina in my life. I am frankly just blown away that God would see fit to uh, allow me to be connected and partnered in life with someone uh, as unique and as special as she is. But I want to tell you, our, our marriage has not always been easy. In fact, marriage takes a lot of work, and there are some very, very vital things that we have learned. Matter of fact, there's so many things we've learned over the years. Today, I'm going to talk about three of those, three things that I believe are so paramount to a successful relationship, successful marriage. I want to talk to you about commitment, covenant, and character. Those three things, I think, sum up so much of what we've been through in our life, and So just if you'll allow me for a few minutes today, I want to take a little trip back 25 years ago, the day that I said I do with my wife, Sabrina. Well, I pondered what scriptural principle I could bring to you on such a momentous occasion And so I wondered, should I go to Song of Solomon? I thought, probably not. I thought, should I go to Proverbs? Well, maybe so. There is one verse in there that says, He who finds a wife findeth a good thing. I'm reminded of the creation account of the book of Genesis where God saw man alone, and he said, it's not good that man should be alone. I would tend to agree. Today I want to share with you a few things about our story and just kind of give you a backdrop. But really, I'm just going to reflect, talk to you from my heart about 25 years. Somebody told me that's our silver wedding anniversary. I remember going to my mom and dad's silver wedding anniversary party that some people put on for them. And I remember all of the really interesting gifts that they got, candlesticks and 
silver platters with engraving on them. So if anybody has an idea out there, just forget about it, all right? If you want to send a gift, send money. I need a jet. <laughs> 25 years of marriage. What an incredible thing. I just It's hard to imagine that we've been married that long. Well, let me just dive in and tell you that uh, in 1988, I was asked to come to Dallas-Fort Worth to play as a musician for a special set of meetings by a friend of mine that I'd met a few years before, and I happened to be a drummer and uh, in, in my old life, and back in the day, I was a pretty good one, and so I came from Houston to Dallas, and I was sitting on the platform of this meeting, and we were doing our thing, playing our music, and I'll never forget the night in 1988 when in through the back doors walked this very fair-skinned, red-haired, gorgeous woman. Well, she was more like a girl back then. I guess we were both pretty young. And I turned to my bass player buddy who had invited me to come to Dallas. That's where he was from. And I said, who in the world is that? And he happened to know her and happened to... uh, Later, I guess, introduce us, so to speak. And uh, we didn't go out that evening on a date because, uh, well, let's just tell the truth and shame the devil. I asked a different girl out, even though I knew that girl, that is my wife, Sabrina, I knew that was going to be my wife. About a week or so later, I stayed around in Dallas. Hmm, I wonder why. And uh, we actually uh, finally connected, went out on a little date, and began to have some discussions and hung out a couple of more times. And it was within a couple of months of us meeting that I said, will you marry me? She should have screamed, hollered, said, what the heck are you thinking? And run as fast as she could. But she didn't. She said yes. And about nine months later, we were married. April 29th, 1989, we were just kids. I was 22 years old. She was 21. And by the way, for the sake of those listening, I do not recommend that children get married this young. I think it would be wise to have a few more years under your belt and a a, a thing or two figured out in life, if that's possible. But we were kids, and we were in love, and we were crazy enough to dive in the deep end of the pool. We literally had no idea what was ahead of us. We did not realize uh, the responsibilities. We didn't realize the journey that was ahead. We certainly had not been taught and did not realize the baggage and the suppositions that we were both bringing into this new relationship where we were going to try to be one and to form this beautiful life together, but we were bringing some sharp edges with us. Well, many of you know my story, and certainly there are several episodes of this radio program that we've shared some of that. But, you know, I came into our relationship with quite a bit of of trauma and hurt and anger and frustration and insecurities and all kinds of things because very early part of my life, I had an abusive situation take place and it really scarred me. It, It actually thrust me into behavior patterns and attitudes and all kinds of things. And because at that point in my life, that is in 1989, I did not know 
really any of what I know today about the heart and about the soul and about healing, well, naturally, I brought all of that into our marriage, into our relationship. And while we had a lot of good times those first few years, the truth is those first few years were very tumultuous and they were peppered with so many major challenges, a lot of emotional trauma, most of which was perpetrated by me just because of the the things going on in my own heart. And quite honestly, even though we were married and we were living under the same roof, we were sleeping in the same bed and and all of those things, we couldn't possibly connect the way we were created to and the way God desired for us to. And that was just because neither of us really understood that two halves don't make a whole. And two broken people, two people who are fragmented and have pieces that are not quite whole, really can't be joined together as one and really expect that it's going to work. So these years began to move on, and we had our struggles and our issues, but we were married. In 1995, our first child was born. That's Christian, who is now, by the way, off at college and doing quite well. But he was born, and that certainly changed our life. We began to learn what it meant to be parents. We began to recognize and understand a little bit about the fact that we were responsible for the very life, the soul, the the emotions, the spirit, the well-being of another human being. Just overwhelming responsibility. And certainly I can tell you there were many times that both Sabrina and I felt inadequate. We, we didn't know what was best, and we simply did our best. And we tried to listen to advice and counsel. Of course, everyone has an opinion about how to raise a child, and especially when you're dealing with a first child, uh, you know, everybody has their ideas on how to do it, but we simply did our best. 1998, our second child was born, and that was our beautiful Abigail, who is now uh, going into her junior year of high school, will be this later this year, and uh, she was born. And you must know that between 1989 and 1998, this nine-year period, uh, man, there was some seriously difficult things taking place in our life. Some were out in the open, some were hidden, but much of it was just driving the wedge deeper and deeper and and causing more and more pain, and it was just a difficult season. The two extremely bright spots that we had in our home were, of course, Christian and Abigail and the life and the joy they brought to us. Of course, during that same season of time, I began traveling around the world with a very dear friend and a mentor and a, a person who I looked to as a spiritual leader and We were experiencing so many wonderful things in ministry, yet this dichotomy was taking place right there under our own roof. Well, in 1999, about a year after my daughter was born, my father passed away. Not even a year, actually, after my daughter was born. My father passed away very suddenly. And I was already reaching a place prior to this where my life was really in crisis. I believe in many respects I was on the edge. And and so, you know, it was just a tipping point. My dad dying, uh, my relationship with him not being what I had always hoped that it would be, me not having received affirmation and approval on the scale and the scope that I wish I would have had from my father. Him passing away was literally the straw that broke the camel's back. And man, that year, 1999, things began to really go south in our relationship and south in my own life. Uh, I, I had become so troubled by the torment in my own spirit because of my struggles, because of the hidden sin, because of the the hurt that was unresolved, because of the brokenness of my own soul. Our lives became a Jekyll and Hyde story. And 
we, we obviously had this great public persona, and I think people perceived that we were doing pretty good. But privately, I can tell you that our relationship was dying. You say, man, Brian, why are you bringing all this up on your 25th anniversary? Well, I want to reflect back and bring you to a point of great joy. But I want you to know that our, our journey involved covenant and really staying with it and valuing covenant. Our journey involved extreme commitment because on many occasions we could have walked away. And our journey involved the work and the discipline and the necessity of the development of our character as individuals and as a couple. So in 99, I'm really struggling. Many of you have heard me tell the story of in the year 2000, I went to a program here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And that was a turning point for me personally and consequently for our marriage. And God healed our marriage. God restored things that had been lost there was such a grace that came into our life at that point, and things began to dramatically change for us, and, and frankly, our life will never be the same. And things that we learned and experienced through that process of healing really became uh, a launching pad for where we are today, which we'll talk more about in just a moment. But you know, even after that great experience and that great grace coming into our life, I, I will not suppose or present to you for one minute that our relationship has ever been perfect in fact, we, we still have bumps in the road from time to time. That's a part of relationships. And there are things that we're still constantly working on and perfecting and dealing with and resolving and reconciling day by day and moment by moment. But I will tell you this, from the year 2000, there has been a measure of grace that has held us together and given us the impetus to to move forward, even during difficult moments, to to stick together whenever it seemed as though everything around us was against us. And that was a great turning point. So I've referred to these already, but I want to share with you three things. And, and man, obviously, I could share with you 50 or 60 or 100 things that we've learned over 25 years of marriage. But I want to share with you three things that stand out to me as being so important uh, to Sabrina and I coming into what now is such a joyous and such a blessed season. And these three factors uh, are really not talked about much. And, and certainly in our culture in which we live, they're valued even less than that. And those three things are, as I've already mentioned, covenant, commitment, and character. Covenant, commitment, and character. Covenant is more than just words you say at an altar. Covenant is a legal binding contract. It is a, it's a set of words that represents the facts and the vows and the commitments made around a certain thing. Covenant is something that is found in the Old Testament which really is the Old Covenant. It's also found after the cross. It's the New Covenant or the New Testament. I believe with all of my heart, God himself is a God of covenant. Everything God has ever done in the earth from the beginning of time has been done in the context of covenant. He made a covenant with Adam and with Eve. He made a covenant with Noah. He made a covenant with Abraham and, and on and on, with Isaac and Jacob and on. And then as we came through the cross and experienced the blood of Jesus and, and all these wonderful things that we talk about, 
He made a covenant with us. We became partakers of the covenant. And everything he does is about covenant. It's about this agreement. It's about vows and the exchange of certain commitments and terms that one says, I will do this, and the other says, yes, and I will do this. Covenant. It's promises. It's the exchanging of one's word, which, by the way, a person's word used to have tremendous value, whereas today it doesn't have really a whole lot of value. Covenant is, in the context of marriage, it's three parties involved in a covenant. It's the husband, it's the wife, and God himself, I believe, stands in the middle of that covenant. He honors covenant above everything else. Covenant. I would to God that more people would take marriage vows and marriage covenant more seriously. In today's world, it is just unbelievable to me that you can have a disagreement or what they call, I love this one, irreconcilable differences. And the idea, the concept, the value of the covenant that was made at an altar is not even considered but instead, people just walk away. You see, Sabrina and I, over the years, valued and held sacred the covenant we made with each other and the covenant that we made with our God. Well, that brings us to the second factor, and that is commitment. Boy, this is the, this is the C word. This is like the dirty C word because the idea of being committed to anything any longer is almost laughable because people say a lot of things these days without really meaning them. Hey, brother, I'm going to be praying for you. And you don't intend to pray for them one time, and you never will. But we, we make verbal commitments that we don't really mean and we don't intend to hold to. We say things like, yeah, man, man, it's good to see you, bro. I'm going to give you a call. And we don't even want to talk to the person, much less does our heart have any intention of following through on the commitment we just made with our mouth. <laughs> we, we make these commitments, and we intend sometimes even to keep them. Sometimes we really mean it. But because we live in a day where our attention span is short, and if something more fun or more interesting comes along, we soon forget our commitments for the sake of the new flashy thing that comes by. Well, let's bring that into the context of marriage because we're talking about Sabrina and I reflecting on 25 years together. I look around today and I see marriages where we, at the altar, we say things like, till death do us part. But as soon as the new wears off and it begins to require of each person the need to, to really work on themselves and meet in the middle and and prefer their wife or their husband over themselves and to to live at a place of honor and a place of respect. Well, when the new flash wears off, we're just on to the next thing. Well, how about this? We say things like, well, for better or for worse, I'm with you, baby. I I'm not going anywhere. But when really hard times come, when difficult trials come our way, when trauma and tragedy strikes our home, whether it be relational or with a child or with the death of a loved one or with a financial crisis, whatever the case may be. 
rather than rallying to each other and being committed to sticking it out, most people just bail because the idea is the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Whatever happened to real commitment? Whatever happened to, no matter what happens, man, I made a commitment and I am going to stand here and I'm going to work through this and I'm going to do whatever it takes so that I can be healed, so that you can be healed, and so that we can be healed and walk together because that's the commitment that I made. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to being all in, even when times are difficult and challenging? Covenant and commitment. The third thing that seems a little out of place maybe, but I think it so much relates to what we're talking about here is character. You know, a person's character and their value and their worth and their measure of rule, their metron, is really only developed and expanded when they are committed to finishing a process. See, we we start something big and we we get into the process of whatever that thing means and we find ourselves in what Michael Hyatt calls the messy middle. And rather than seeing the process through all the way to the end, we back away. And in backing away, we miss the opportunity for our character to be refined, to be developed. We miss the opportunity to become better than the person that we were yesterday. We miss the opportunity for personal growth. We miss the opportunity for a refined and a really developed character. You see, it's in the difficult times, not the easy times. It's in the difficult times where a man or a woman's character is tested and proven. It's in the difficult moments where a marriage, where a couple can either run and avoid or they can cleave to each other. And they can say, we're in this together. And in doing that, their relationship is strengthened and the character of who they are as a couple goes to yet another level. It's when we are faced with overwhelming circumstances that we are given the opportunity to grow, to become stronger, to learn, to be developed. You see, each of us are the sum total of our experiences our trials, the tests that we've gone through, our failures, our successes, our victories. You see, if I had not been committed to the process, I would have never known the character and the blessing and the the place that God was wanting to build me in or to bring me to. I would say that over 25 years, Sabrina and I have walked through some of the most difficult times together, and I believe every couple goes through some stuff. We've been through relational issues. We've been through financial issues. In various areas of our lives where we've been engaged and involved in in our vocation, in our ministry, we've been hurt by people. We've been in crisis moments with family, but at each place, because we were walking in covenant and we were committed to that, 
because we were committed to each other and because we were committed to, you know what, God's trying to teach us something here. He wants to build our character. Because we stuck it out and we saw it through, today we stand at the precipice of one of the most beautiful seasons of our lives. Oh, I know, there'll be more tests. There'll be more opportunities for us to have our commitment tested. There will be more opportunities for our character to be developed. But you know what? 25 years, baby, and I'm all in. I got nowhere to go. Covenant still means something today. Commitment is a word that we all need to reassimilate into the value system of our personal ethos, our personal philosophy into our families, into our friendships, into our vocation. Commitment. When we make a commitment, it needs to mean something. And character is what God longs to build in each of us and in all of us through the process of walking out this journey together. On April the 29th, 1989, Sabrina and I walked down the aisle in Mesquite, Texas, at a little church. I'm telling you, we had absolutely no idea what we were in for. (laughs) We had no clue. But looking back, it's so obvious to see that God himself had great plans for our future. You see, he knew that out of our brokenness that he could already see, that someday we would bring healing to thousands. He knew that out of our commitment to each other and the covenant that we made with each other and with him, that he would provide to us the grace to raise up in our home and send out two amazing children that in time would change the world. God knew that our testimony, that our story, all of our tragedies, all of our experiences, he knew that those would be the platform. They would be the platform from which we could offer hope and healing to people all over the world. God had plans for us, and I'm so glad he did. There were so many days and probably still are some days that I don't have sense. (laughs) I just don't have a clue. But what I know is I entered into a covenant. I committed to God and to my wife that I would be with this lady and I would walk out the journey that God had for us together. And I'm still there. As I look back over 25 years of marriage, I'm grateful for every trial. I'm grateful for every test. I'm grateful for every battle. So grateful for every lesson learned. I'm even grateful for the painful, difficult experiences that we've had to go through to learn the things that we have learned. As I reflect back over these 25 years, I am grateful that God selected someone for me that would put up with my faults, that would see in me what God himself saw and that would stay with me long enough to experience this beautiful new season that we're now embarking on. Well, my wife is amazing, but she's not perfect, nor is our relationship perfect. But once again, I'm going to tell you, I believe in the sanctity of covenant. I believe in the value and the power of commitment. And I believe strongly 
in the process and in the discipline of the building of one's character. I want to say something to my wife today on this podcast. I hope you will allow me to do that. Well, you don't really have a choice because I've got the microphone. So to my wife, Sabrina, after 25 years, you are still the love of my life. You've always been my biggest fan. You are my reason why. You are an amazing mother. What an incredible mother you have been and are to our children. I know sometimes you may not feel like it, but you are my very best friend. I still love your knock knees. By the way, she'll know what that means. And I still love your red hair, even though it is now sprinkled with a little bit of gray. The truth is, you are more beautiful today than the day I met you. And I believe that the next 25 years are going to be the very best we've ever known. Because you see, babe, this is our time. And we will know and experience everything God has planned for us. I love you. I cherish you. And I need you now more than I've ever needed you before. I am yours forever. Your hubby. I love you. Well, I thank you for indulging me today. I'm sitting here having to fight back some tears because... I am quite a softy. I love my wife. I love my family. I, I'm so grateful for the blessings that God has given us. I am, I am blessed beyond measure. I cannot even describe to you the scope of the blessings that God has given to Sabrina and I over 25 years, and I believe it's only just beginning. So thank you for allowing me to share my heart today and to reflect on 25 years of wedded bliss, as I like to call it. Well, a couple of very quick announcements. Please know that on May the 7th, Wednesday, May the 7th at 7 p.m., we're going to be offering live on both of our websites, all of our websites, a webinar called Change Your Mind, Change Your World. We're going to be talking about how the mind works, how beliefs are formed, how that the hard drive, which is in the heart realm, how all of these core beliefs are embedded there and they literally govern your decisions, your choices. And if those things are limiting you and holding you back, how can we change those beliefs? How can we change our mind? Because when we change our mind, we really do change our world. So mark your calendar now, May the 7th at 7 o'clock. We're going to be offering Change Your Mind, Change Your World. Uh, One thing I would encourage you to do is to subscribe to our weekly updates, our email updates at brianholmes.com. At the very top right-hand corner, you're going to see a place where you can get a free gift just by providing us your email. We are not spamming you. We will not bug you. It's simply a way for us to let you know when webinars are taking place, whenever new content has been posted. We want you to be aware of what we're putting out there for you to consume and share with others. 
I also want to mention that I still have a couple of openings for coaching clients. Uh, my coaching clients cycle through every one or two or three months. And so we have a couple of openings right now. If you'd like to have us come alongside you and assist you, help you, coach you uh, from where you are today, where God is trying to take you in this next season, we'd love and be honored to have the opportunity to do that with you. If you'd like to have us come and speak at your church, at a conference, at a leadership event, uh, please go to brianholmes.com forward slash speaking and you'll find out how you can go about doing that. Well, I'm so grateful that you have been with us today, and what a great program this has been. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to brianholmes.com. Just go to the show notes for this episode. Scroll down to the bottom of that show notes section there and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you, your comments, your questions, your remarks, and we'd love to engage you in conversation. Subscribe, of course, to the updates at brianholmes.com. And also, if you find value in this online radio program, this podcast, do us a favor, go to iTunes and rate us in iTunes. Give us a four or five-star rating, whatever you feel like we are, are uh, deserve there. That'll help us to become more recognized there for others to find this content. Share it with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, etc. And we would appreciate that so much. Well, we love you. We care about you. Until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful week.